Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast brought to you by Word First Ministries. I am your host, Jacob O'Neill, and as always, I'm joined by my friend Cameron. Hey. And today, we are joined by our friend, Anne Christine. Hey, guys. I feel we like I should put, put some applause. Yeah, we need yeah. to put the applause. Like, I was going to okay. do it myself, but I was like, no, we can, we can do an effect there. Anne Christine, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm yeah. so thankful for being here. Yeah, we're so thankful yeah. to have you. Uh, so, Anne Christine, uh, I'll just tell you, she's actually been uh, one of our Norwegian friends. How long have we known you? Like a year or something like that? Uh, I, I would say that. that. It was like, Skepsisuka, so that was three months or something. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah, it's a year. Time uh, is a social construct. It's back in 2023. I That's mean, right. You know, we, we've known you since then. Uh, and you've been hanging out with us just a little bit. We know you from Laga, um, yeah. and you've been hanging out at our family breakfast, and we wanted to have you come on for this episode. But before I introduce you, how about you introduce you? Go ahead and just tell uh, people back in California uh, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Well, my name is uh, Ann-Christine Christensen, and uh, I'm uh, original from uh, Konsmo. It's a really small town in the uh, south of Norway. I was so say, I never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> I would believe so. But uh, it's uh, not that, that far from uh, Kristiansand. <laughs> so this year I am living in Oslo, and I am working in Lage with something that we call Grill a Christian. <laughs> Would you say barbecue a Christian in no. English? Or, yeah, you would say yeah, grill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Um, we well, yeah. use the same term when you get like when you're asking someone hard questions. You say you're grilling them. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you do. Yeah, wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. grill a Christian. Yeah, yeah. So I go to uh, high schools or what's similar to high schools, mm-hmm. um, and they get asked questions from the students there, and they try to answer them as uh, good as possible. Yes. <laughs> I'm only human, so <laughs> doing my best. How yeah. long do those last? Are those like a half an hour or an hour long? Yeah, half okay. an hour, but we usually have like a little pa- uh, pause in the middle so they sure. uh, don't get just uh, all the information at one time. Mm. Okay, I only ask because yeah. I've been grilled by high school students before and I know that the questions they ask aren't super easy. Uh, you know, mm. I'm sure... They could be predictable, uh, but I know that it yeah. usually takes a while to unpack them. So God bless you for <laughs> your efforts yes. uh, to uh, to answer those questions. Thank you so much, Uncle mm-hmm. Christine. Uh, mm-hmm. So the reason we had you on uh, is because you're just so awesome. And so there, Thank you. there's a, a book going around. Um, it's called Sturus Pusmol Kotsvar, which stands for Big Questions, Short Answers. Uh, and this is a book that's been on the shelves of Oslo, or in all of Norway, actually, by the new bishop of Oslo named Kari Weiterberg. Um, and this book, I mean, we have uh, some interesting thoughts about it. Uh, she is basically giving kind of, I guess, her own little written form of Grilla Christian, I guess. Mm-hmm. So she's talking about these questions that she's asked by um, youth students, by high school students or middle school students. Yeah. And she's trying to give short answers to these questions. And we've, uh, as Americans, yeah, you know, she's the bishop of the Church of Norway. We're not like super uh, familiar with the Church of Norway or Kari Weiterberg or what it, what the Church of Norway yeah. really means for Norwegians. We have a vague idea. We've talked about it a little bit on the podcast and with people that we know. Yeah, but uh, who better to ask than a natural born Norwegian yeah. and our friend who deals with these issues? Um, and so, what we want to do is begin a series where we actually go through this book. 
and talk about you know some of the questions that are in this book and how she answers them and maybe give a gentle response and see like okay how does she get some things right and how can some of these things be more informed by yeah. maybe a more um, biblically faithful worldview yeah. perhaps and yeah yeah so yeah. I think the, sort of the way that I think this originated is we'd seen someone post. Uh, on Facebook, a Norwegian friend posted one of the pages from this book, and I was like, whoa, what is this thing? Mm. And so we found out who wrote it and what it is, and we're like, okay, there's a bishop of Oslo. We don't, we don't know what that is. Uh, I mean, we know what it is, but we don't know what that, what that means to yeah, people. Not really. We don't really and, know what that is. Yeah, but, yeah, and we had some, had some thoughts about, uh, about the book and wanted to, wanted to think about how to review it and respond to it, but we're very quickly faced with our own shortcomings. So we lack the framework sort of conceptually just to understand what a national or a state church and the church of Norway, I know isn't the state church anymore, but in America, we've never had a King who was the head of the state and the head of the religion. And that by law, everyone was a part of this religion. And then we didn't have the, the continued cultural influence. So it's hard for us to understand. We only understand it like, like we're looking through a tiny keyhole from a long ways away. And, so we're so thankful. So on Christine, she's uh, like Jacob said, she's been joining us on our family breakfast and we got to meet during, um, during Skepsisuka, which is an event that we love and are always so thankful to be involved in. And we're just so, uh, I don't have to say I'm looking at Jacob, but I'm also looking at on Christine. We're just, uh, we appreciate you so much. And we appreciate your, um, your insight and your answers to questions and your perspective. And so we're really hoping, and I don't mean to put too much weight on your shoulders, but hoping that you could help fill us in as outsiders because we recognize that our, our view of, of the impact and nature of the church of Norway and having a bishop and a bishop of Oslo, she's one of the bishops, but what does that mean? And who, what's her authority like? And these kind of questions, we just don't have any experience of this uh, in our own, in our own lives. And so we're hoping that you can help to fill us in, help us understand, but also help keep us on track. Like if we, mm-hmm. if we get off base or we're misunderstanding to help to, um, uh, to provide, you know, rails on the side so that we don't, uh, we don't drive off the cliff too badly. Yeah. And thank you for that, Cam. Cause we basically have everything working against us. We're yeah. in a new culture with a new language and all these mm-hmm. things. And so it's, we are very liable to misunderstand mm-hmm. and we want to avoid that as much as possible, especially if we're going to be offering feedback on you know someone as important, I guess we'll find out how important yeah. uh, as the bishop of anyways, Oslo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, prestigious. There you go. Mm-hmm. As the bishop of Oslo, if we're going to be offering critiques for this, we want to make sure that we know what we're talking about, and we have a Norwegian who yeah. knows. Who and can so when we don't, just tell us. Be like, no, guys. That, yeah, cool. So yeah. how about so let's get started real quick. Let's let's sketch out real quick for me and Cameron and for people back at home. What even is the Church of Norway in the first place? What what is that institution? Yeah. Um, well, I think it's, uh, if you ask different um, Norwegians, they will come up with different answers. Mm. Uh, because for some people, it uh, means a lot to them. Uh, because it's the, the Church of Norway is like the face of Christianity to many people that, that aren't Christians mm. here in Norway. Um, so some people will uh, say that it's really important and uh, we have to work together to, uh, uh, yeah, to still have this so we can, um, reach out mm-hmm. to, uh, people that aren't Christians. 
And uh, some people will say that uh, it's not that important. Like we have to don't think of it as uh, the state church anymore mm. because it isn't. Mm. Uh, and that uh, all the different, um, different churches in Norway should have more uh, like uh, same... Uh, v- value if I can mm, use sure, that sure, like yeah. uh, same value uh, and uh, the same voice uh, sure. into okay. uh, uh, or out to the non-Christians here in Norway mm. uh, but uh, yeah it was the state church to 2012 mm. uh, and then uh, like Norway decided that they uh, we wasn't supposed to have like a main religion anymore right Uh, so uh, after uh, the church and the state was supposed to be uh, separated but uh, like i don't know so much of the story but or history but uh, what i've heard is that it has some uh, uh, lines to each other some mm. uh, yeah mm. uh, still But uh, mainly it is uh, separated from the state now and uh, it's just probably the biggest um, truth something? What is that? Yeah, uh, religious uh, denomination. Yeah, yeah. There you go. religious de- denomination mm-hmm. uh, that we have here in Norway. And I've uh, read on the um, website that I have that it is like... 3.7 million people yeah. here in Norway that is yeah. uh, uh, a part of the church uh, because when you get bap- baptized in the mm. church you are a part of the church mm-hmm. yeah. and that's at 3.7 million out of about five and a half million yeah yeah people it's in a Norway significant uh, yeah. majority absolutely yeah, it yeah. is okay and so that was what I was going to ask you was like so that happens to my understanding you can help me out here Um, that happens when they're baptized as a baby, right? Because the church is supposed to be Lutheran or it's some kind of other denomination or what's the what's the deal with that? Yeah, uh, the church is uh, supposed to be Lutheran uh-huh. uh, yeah. and uh, most people baptize their babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them probably not because they are Christians because yeah. of but because of tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if when you get baptized, you are... Uh, like in the church uh, but gotcha. also when you get baptized as an adult in the church you get uh, to be um, a medlem a member a member, a yeah. member. Yeah, yeah. yeah a member uh, of the church mm-hmm. but uh, uh, most of them baptize uh, their babies okay yeah. and that's just because of like tradition just because that goes back to the reformation or to uh maybe when catholicism was here or what is it it just stretches so far back that's kind of why people practice it still Uh, yeah i believe Mm -hmm. that's why non-christians practice it but uh, christians in the church Mm. think that you are supposed to baptize your babies yeah Mm. of course and so one thing uh you know i said uh the first thing i said was supposed to be lutheran Uh, i didn't Didn't mean anything by that. Just supposed to say, like, okay, what denomination? What's the, what's the theological heritage? Yeah, something is, like that. Because the Lutheran, Church of Norway yeah. is not Baptist, right? Yeah, yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever else, or Catholic, or yeah. Hmm. So is so as far as that goes, like, it's so complicated because I know that you know there's uh, priests in the Church of Norway that have different like views on things. There's definitely 
it doesn't seem very monolithic, basically. It doesn't seem like mm-hmm. there's like one set of like, uh, yes, we are all Lutheran and yeah. this is the uh, party line, I guess, that, we're, that we all tow. Um, is, is the Church of Norway mostly, um, well, first of all, do you think that they are Lutheran? Because you are a Lutheran yourself. So do you think yeah. that they're a Lutheran or would you include them in, oh, that, uh, in that kind of camp? What oh. an unanswerable question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel mm. like... They are saying, like, uh, mm. on the website that they have uh, Lutheran uh, values mm. uh, and beliefs what he say, uh, says, but uh, I think many, not mm. all of them, uh, or all of the priests or um, uh, bishops and stuff like that, uh, not all of them think that, but many are like... Um, s- um, sorry. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, many are saying that uh, they believe what Luther says, but I think that they are mm. um, adding on what mm. he's saying yeah. or uh, believe it, believe in some of it and not sure. all of it and stuff like that. But they mm. still call uh, or are being called Lutheran. Okay, uh, but I don't think. Uh, it's all Lutheran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's totally fair. That's exactly what I was. Uh, I suspected, but I just wanted to hear what you thought thought about those kinds of things. And so, did can you I ask have, a question? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. something I talked I talked to you about that uh, is maybe not pu- slightly mysterious, maybe slightly puzzling. But I told you I had a friend who I was talking to, and he does not attend Church of Norway and is not really associated with it, but deliberately maintains his membership in Church of Norway. Yeah. Why would I don't understand that? Help me and un- help no. me understand why somebody might do that or what that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is, um, or I can't say in uh, his. Uh, yeah. Sure. 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 Like, but uh, I am uh, most of the same. Uh, okay. I am a member of the Church of Norway, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, uh, and uh, that's, and I don't uh, attend to that many. Mm-hmm. Um, of the um, yeah, services. Uh, yeah, service. Worship service, sure. Yeah, uh, services. Uh, but uh, like on Christmas, or I actually wasn't last year, but <laughs> <laughs> I have been attending at Christmas and at um, uh, Easter mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, the 7th of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, not usually, uh, and that's most because uh, we have two um, scene. Um, you use the word instead. Two uh, to see two views. Two. Yeah, <laughs> that's because of we have. Uh, mm. It is uh, two views in the church. Sure, sure. Uh, oh, okay. They yeah, yeah. or they say they have two views, and the mm. one is liberal. Lib- Liberal, yeah. Yeah. liberal, mm-hmm. and uh, the other is conservative. Hmm. Conservative, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, for uh, or in my case, uh, we stopped attending to church when we got a uh, priest that was liberal. Mm. Okay. Uh, but now that uh, in my ho- hometown we got a priest that is more conservative conservative Mm -hmm. uh, like I don't live there anymore but I know that my mom want to go more to the services that the church has now that Mm -hmm. they are on the same page with the priest Mm -hmm. Mm, 
But here will some other people say it's different. Some people will say that, no, the church, it is impossible to have two views because if you accept one view, then mm. you doesn't mean they are uh, wrong in it. Mm -hmm. like, uh, or they mean that you can't say it's wrong and accept it is going to be preached to other people. Yeah, so sure. some conservatives, mm -hmm. they are... Uh, taking their distance to the church because they believe that it's not hope for the church anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but other people think that, okay, it is the largest um, uh, church here in Norway mm -hmm. uh, and to uh, reach out to other people, it is like, it is the face of Christianity for mm -hmm. most people. So mm -hmm. if... Yeah we all go away from it, then people would think what they say is uh, Christianity. Mm -hmm. sure. But if we are staying and then we can um, um, we can um, um, affect yeah, yeah. or change. Or, change like, yeah, or, like, yeah. yeah, we have still a possibility to do it, but I think it would be really hard to do it. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's so that's really interesting. So you're saying that this is kind of like the response that some more conservative-minded people are having. So they're deciding like, okay, some are deciding, okay, we just need to distance ourselves from the Church of Norway and just be like, no, we can't go there anymore because they're getting more and more liberal, at least in certain places. And you've got others that are trying to stay and be a positive influence and try and encourage change and, and do that because, as you said, this is the face of Christianity to most Norwegians, at least to, uh, well, I, was, I would just actually just say at least 5.5 million uh, Norwegians here. So mm. that's really interesting. So what, a, so what about that? Let's, let's talk just real quick about where the Church of Norway is standing on that, I hate to say political spectrum, but on, on these things like, on these issues, is the Church of Norway kind of drifting more liberal or are they, is, are conservatives affecting change? Are they more conservative? Is it a mix of both? Is it something completely different that me and Cameron just aren't aware of? Because mm -hmm. uh, we're still Or able outsiders? to conceive of. Yeah. 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 So what is the, how are they drifting as far yeah. as that goes? Um... Here, again, people will say different, sure. uh, but I would probably say they are getting more liberal. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that's uh, some of my thinking is because what uh, Kari Weiteberg mm -hmm. has said uh, and is saying and stuff like that. And uh, also because we have more bishops mm -hmm. uh, and they are like... Now, not the head of the church, that's Jesus, Jesus but uh, sure, sure. they are like really high. And mm -hmm. many of them, most of them are liberal. Yeah. So uh, when they are like liberal from the spine and out, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's really hard to get, a ch uh, get them to change. So, but I'm seeing like both sides uh, of it, why people are staying or why people are going because... Yeah, sure. I would think that if just everybody left, it mm. would have something big to say, like, no, this isn't mm. what we believe in. But I don't think everybody's going to uh, go that is conservative because that we have a personal um, re relationship. Are you saying yeah, that sure, when sure. it is with the church and sure. not just... Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. a personal relationship with the church and... Uh, 
uh, it means a lot to many people mm-hmm. that are conservative. Uh, so I don't think that would happen. So then I can see that it is good to be in the church and have a voice there and um, mm-hmm. try to make a change. But I don't see that it is coming mm. soon. <laughs> yeah, well, that's helpful because, I mean, basically how I uh, interpret a lot of that is you're saying that kind of the people at the top, let's say like the bishops in Norway, yeah. they tend to drift more kind of liberal uh, on, I don't I don't mean that just like politically, I mean like theologically as well. They kind of drift kind of towards that way. But there seems to be like at least some people at local congregations who believe in, uh, I guess in the spirit of Luther, in reforming, or semper reformanda, mm-hmm. right? So always reforming, like, no, we mm-hmm. need to try and uh, be a good influence and affect change in the Norwegian church. And that's in local congregations. We don't really see too much of that at the top, is what I'm getting from what yeah, you're saying. Like yeah, like, I've heard they are was going to set a new bishop someplace, I don't remember where mm-hmm. right now, but there um, people are voting on, like, the um, members of the church in that area mm-hmm. are voting of uh, who they want to have as a bishop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the bishops are voting or saying who they want of mm. the three people that are on the top. Sure, sure. Uh, and the, the one on the top that the people wanted, uh, he was conservative. And the, the third third okay. people or the third... Um, candidate Mm -hmm. was uh, very liberal Mm. and like eight out of 11 or yeah i believe it was 11 or 10 yeah uh, bishops voted for the one on the third place and not the first one but it isn't them that are putting the new bishop so I don't know how it went but they said who they wanted and that was interesting too last year when as another thing just outside of our experience. Mm. What do we see in all of the subway stations and uh, all the advertisements and all of the media about church elections are coming up? It's important that yeah. the people in the nation know that church elections are coming yeah. up and it's important to vote. I was like, whoa, that's... Uh, I, I'm not... I have no opposition to that. It's just something I'm so unused to. I've right. never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, unused to, especially because of I mean, American history, right? Yeah. I mean, it's very... The idea of separation of church and state is a very Baptist principle, especially. And so Baptists being some of the first Christians in the United yeah. States really ingrained that in our government. And so we're, we're just so yeah. foreign to us. We're used yeah. to being to being uh, guilted into voting for things. Like that's definitely a part <laughs> of our experience. But it's never been yeah. it's never been the nation's church yeah, exactly. leadership. And yeah. we don't have any mm-hmm. uh, of course we never had a state church, but we also don't have any national um Actually, so we don't have any institution that's big enough that most of us in the that most of us in the nation would be involved in its in its elections or its decision making or anything like that. Cool. So let's talk about uh, switch gears to specific bishop uh, Kari Weiterberg, who's written this book that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Um, who is she, Cameron? I know that you've done research into this, so you can hop in and explain as well if you wish. Uh, but who is she? I know she's the bishop of Oslo. What does that mean? to Norwegians. How how important is it to Norwegians is the is the bishop of Oslo to Norwegians? Like what does it mean to be the bishop of Oslo? Yeah. Uh, mm. good question. Uh, mm. like I 
I've also done a little bit of research or mm. tried, uh, mm. and I found that it was like 11, um, we call it bispedömmer, okay. but uh, I don't know what you would say in, or like areas there yeah, that... Yeah, yeah. Is that like it a bishopric? A bishopric. Yeah. A okay, bishopric. So yeah, yeah, okay. A bishopric. Yeah. Uh, and it is one bishop to the 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also read that it was 12 bishops now. So I don't know if it is <laughs> 12 or 11. Yeah. Uh, but Oslo, I believe, or it is like the uh, yeah the place where there are most people, at least. I don't know if it is the biggest, mm-hmm. but it is most people. Uh, and uh, that Kari Weiteberg or the Bishop of Oslo is um, on the top uh, of the church mm-hmm. or the priests and um, uh, yeah uh, so then because she is like the bishop uh, of the most of the people she mm-hmm. have a really strong voice uh, into the yeah, into the Norwegians and uh, many people are hearing what she is saying and uh, yeah. yeah. So she has a really strong voice uh, into uh, what the church is, like kind of the face of the church, I would say, to, mm-hmm. uh, to many. Uh, and um, yeah, I don't know if uh, that was uh, what you was thinking when you read up on it, Cameron. Yeah, but, uh, yeah so please don't take my reading too seriously. But yeah, she, she's the leader. Of, so the church, of course, is divided into geographic regions and they each have a bishop. And she's the bishop in Oslo. And because Oslo is dominant in terms of population and influence, then we would expect, and it seems to be, that the bishop of Oslo is sort of the preeminent bishop among the bishops in the Church of Norway. Mm-hmm. They are oversee, are responsible for the greatest number of churches, the greatest number of church members, and there's um, a substantial prestige that comes with being the bishop of Oslo as compared to the bishop of another place. As far as I know, Kadi is not from Oslo. Mm. No, she's from uh, Stord, that is uh, in the West. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay. That helps I, to explain some how yeah, difficult yeah, yeah. that book I is to read. To, I listened to, <laughs> I listened to her interviews and things like that, and I was like, oh gosh, this dialect is is difficult. It's nothing yeah. against you, Kari. I say that about everybody, <laughs> everybody in the West. Yeah. Um, and so it's uh, it's it was difficult to understand. So that explains a lot. Hearing that was you, fun. Hearing you say that family breakfast on Saturday, we mm. had uh, uh, a bunch of Norwegians sitting around the table with several dialects and I just sat at the end and tried to absorb it all. Yeah. That's so hard. It's so yeah. hard as Americans who we don't speak another language anyways, mm. Americans are, we're not multilingual, but then Nor- Norwegian itself is multilingual. So we're, yeah. listen, and you guys are fine. You've got seven languages all happening at once and you're able to totally understand each other. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sometimes if even that, I've yeah. had Norwegians tell me they struggle with dialects too. And <laughs> I that think helps. that's just because they struggle with your dialect. No, no, no. They're no. talking about people in the north <laughs> yeah. and in the west. Yeah. Because I believe it, that, like, if you're from Oslo, you mm. probably struggle more with other other dialects because yeah. you, first of all, you don't hear a lot of them, yeah. uh, and second of all, you are just writing and uh, reading in mm-hmm. uh, bookmall yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that we are calling it so i've heard like 
that Oslo people mostly. Yeah. Well, so uh, I can but just that say is. that's been a great encouragement to me yeah. is even hearing that from Norwegians. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So very cool. So I think that's basically going to wrap it up for right now, this this mm. uh, first little installment of this new series. Um, and so for any of you who really wanted us to dig into the book and talk about some of its chapters and questions, um, haha, you'll have to wait till next, yeah. week, <laughs> next time. <laughs> and, but yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to be doing that. So this will be uh, hopefully, God willing, a reoccurring thing. And uh, starting at the next episode of the series, we're going to start going through some of these specific questions and thinking about, um, you know, this is the kind of, I think as uh, Aunt Christine just said, she's the face of the Norwegian church for many people, for mm-hmm. potentially millions and millions of people. So what she has to say is important. Yeah. It is important. And yeah. so we want to take a look at it and see uh, and consider it through the lens of our uh, evangelical, biblically based worldview and see, you know, what she says. What are some yeah. of the things she says that are and helpful? If she's the and, face of Christianity in Norway and we intend to go talk to people about Jesus, I think it's important that we have an idea of what the general perception is and what it seems like, the, what people think Christians believe about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. So I'm looking forward to digging in to these questions with you guys. Looking forward to doing it publicly for the whole world to hear potentially on our <laughs> podcast. And I'm looking forward to you at home hearing us talk about it. So we'll see you again next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to Word First Radio. Be sure to like, subscribe, and check us out online at wordfirst.us. Yeah!